Welcome to the Makom Israel Teachers Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Tired. Yeah, it is tiring because we were up late. Yeah. Today's topic is going to be uh, sewer maintenance and infra... No, today's episode is going to be about the elections, what we think people need to know, where we're going from here. But... We don't have a guest this episode. We have a new colleague, new partner here on this episode. Alan, would you please introduce sure. Rachel? So we're very fortunate that Rachel Lagziel um, has joined our faculty. She's an educator and political analyst who lives here in Jerusalem um, and is uh, also both in English and Spanish, um, teaches and also is, as I said, a political analyst, uh, works with reporters and um, Avon even does some interviews on the radio uh, about Israel. So we're very lucky that she uh, was able to join us today. And God willing, will be able to join us on future episodes um, to help us try and figure out what this Israel thing is all about. Okay, well, that's it. Thanks for, ha- thanks for coming, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you for inviting. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, I don't know what people will enjoy more, your insight or your accent. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully both. Right, Hopefully exactly. both. That would <laughs> exactly. be the best outcome. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have been Rachel. You've been speaking to where? Where did you do radio interviews already? I've been speaking with the Argentinian Jewish radio. That was yesterday. Which is a thing. Which is a, yeah. The, the, it's big and people hear it in all over the world. Nice. And there's also a Spanish station here in Israel. They have one hour, uh, uh, program for an hour every day in Spanish. Now, you're from Mexico, and I, nobody from Mexico wanted an interview? I don't know. <laughs> There's not a lot of Mexicans here. Okay, all right. But that, that they found me. And yeah, it's interesting, because there's not a lot of uh, Spanish sources about Israel, mm-hmm. like directly, so it's good so to help. We've awesome. all been speaking to people who either aren't from Israel, or maybe are even in Israel currently, but don't really get the system. <laughs> I want to go around, what do you find you think is the most important to explain things that either people don't know and should or Mm -hmm. actually misunderstand about yesterday. And I'll start with Alan and then I'll go to Rachel. Well, so first of all, last night I was at uh, Mivaser Tzion Yeshiva where I was very um, lucky to watch the first exit polls with with the guys. Which is a part of the ritual, right? We all sit there and we go, let's see the exit polls as soon as possible. As we all say, and they always say, these are probably not going to be accurate. And... And, but who can wait? But but the question <laughs> to the guys wasn't about that. The question to the guys was, okay, so who won? Oh. Right? <laughs> That's, That's the first question. Who won? Right? And then I uh, so I have to explain that it's not just about the exit polls aren't accurate. We have to wait till another at least 24 hours to actually have some kind of accuracy um, in terms of the vote. I have to explain that the Israeli political system is made up of really three stages in who won. Right. So the first stage is the actual voting, which we did yesterday, and the returns, which right. is happening right which now. They're counting now, which takes about a day until they count them because Israelis do not have a computerized system. And we then we know the hand. results in the Knesset and we can yeah. see who did what, but still nobody won. But nobody won. And then, then the president has to decide who he's going to ask to form the coalition, to try and form the coalition. That's stage two. In that stage, what it is, he goes, the president goes around and asks the different party leaders, who would you like to see as the as the leading party, as the head of the government? And then whoever gets Kilu the most votes, or what seems like it, so he gets to try and form the coalition. And that's when actually the backbreaking work takes, which can take anywhere between 30 and 40 days. 
uh, some approximately, where that that person in this case, one of the head of the two biggest parties in either Likud or Kholavan, blue and white, would go around and try and make coalition agreements with all the other parties to get to 61 seats. Only when he has those coalition agreements signed can we say there's a winner. Right. And now, that's sometime, exactly what happened in April when right. when BB actually didn't sign anybody, right? Uh, anybody, any coal, any partner into the coalition, and therefore, even though he won those first two stages, he lost the third stage. So essentially, nobody won the nobody election. Won. Now, sometimes it's clear who's going to come out the winner. Yeah, because it's somebody clearly be able to. This is not one of those scenarios. This is one of those scenarios until stage three is completed. Mm-hmm. There is no, no winner. Correct. So when you know. My mom WhatsApps me in the morning, oh. who won? And I'm like, nobody. Everyone was yeah. WhatsApping all over the world. No. Right. So who won? Said, nobody. nobody. Not yet. We but cannot... you, but uh. not because there's something wrong, because no, no. that's the way the system that's works. The, world, yeah, the, the first thing I would explain, I think, it's the difference between the systems, the political system. Normally in the United States, in Latin America as well, it's a presidential system. When you go and vote, you vote for the president. You know who is getting more votes because you have a face and you have a name of someone mm-hmm. who will be the president. Here, no, you're voting for a party, first of all. And it's not a direct vote to the one who will be the prime minister. So that's the the main thing that we have to explain in a parliamentary system. Right. Uh, someone who is from Europe will understand better, better. what is going on here because in Europe they have parliaments. And they're as messy as our parliament as well. We're not the only ones who are stuck in this system. We might have the most functional system of all. Yeah, right if now. you compare it with uh, with England <laughs> now yeah, right. or with Italy, you have no Ever. idea what they're yeah. doing there. So we're better. But yeah, the parliamentary system, it's a very messy and hard to understand system. But we can say that it's, it, it's more democratic, like... It's unstable, but you have a lot of representation there. When you have a lot of, of representations or have a lot of voices and different ideas and you have to make coalition with people who think different like you. So that's not easy. Negotiation is so hard. So that's one of the things about the parliament. It's not stable. It can always fall. But it's you, this, the population is represented proportion, in, a, in a proportionality. Like You have the proportion of the population represented in the parliament. And when you have to put them together and vote in the same way. So that's hard. The goal is that yeah. even small groups can't be ignored. Right. They of have course. to be reckoned with. Whereas okay. in a two-party system, it's much easier to ignore. Yeah. And I think this is the, one of the biggest misconceptions out mm-hmm. there, what, what Rachel was saying and what Mike was getting at, is that it seems to me the media keeps trying to make our system into a binary system mm-hmm. of calling two blocks Right. Oh, the right wing block and the left wing block or left center block, and that's how that, it works. When well, that was when, sort of the, the story is being packaged as neither of the two big blocks can make a sixty one mm-hmm. seat. Exactly. There aren't two big the, blocks. The, right. There are. There are. One could say four, but there's not really four blocks. There are lots of different parties yeah. who need to make coalition agreements, and so it, that's why we don't know where where we're standing. And there's no there's no natural, I guess, partners now at that stage. So therefore. We There's don't just know. more natural and less natural, yeah. but it's a little bit like Tetris. You get to assume, you mm-hmm. know, somebody is going to be asked by the president to form like that Tetris, yeah, pe- piecing right. it together. It's 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 look. Whenever you explain things to people who aren't experts, you have to make it. You have to simplify. Mm-hmm. But I think the the tendency of the media, or many voices in the media, to try to turn it into two blocks. I think that's an oversimplification, and I think it confuses people because they think it's BB versus Gantz, and it's a lot of players. Right. right. But it makes a better story, and it makes a more comprehensible yeah, it's story. It's more dramatic and more, and more dramatic. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the richness of it. Like, you cannot right. understand Israel in a simple way. 
not in politics, <laughs> not in social, not in religion, in anything. It's not simple right. because that's a society and that's who we are. Even our government is Talmudic right. in nature. Yeah. It's messy. But yeah, like, even... because you cannot simplify it when you have yeah. you have to represent the minorities, you have to represent the religious groups. It's not only politics here, it's more than that. So when you try to bring all those issues into politics, so that's how it's that's why it's so messy because well, it's that's, very that's, hard and, to negotiate. And that's exactly the issue that was most important to me to to get across. Because every time I had this conversation and people are frustrated by the messiness, I keep saying that's <laughs> the messiness is good. It means there are different voices competing. We mentioned it last week. The only government that isn't messy is if it's a totalitarian fascist <laughs> regime. Those are very that's right. straightforward. They're bloody, not messy. Okay, it's a different kind of mess. I would rather exactly. much ra- this mess yes. is a Jeffersonian mess. It's a Lockean mess. I would rather have that uh, than a Mussolini right. mess. <laughs> and right. even within the even with the, even trying to categorize the different parties, that's a that's very difficult to do when you say because it's, you know w- when we talk about right or left, what Nahum. are you talking about right or left? You're talking about defense issues. Are you talking about economics? Are you talking about social? Are you talking about religious issues? Like so, the, and we ourselves though, as teachers simplify that for students right. in a way that some people can say, "Well, now that's too simplified. You've distorted." Mm-hmm. So we as teachers always have to navigate. Right. We, we, that's the Einstein quote I like. Every subject should be explained as simply as possible, mm-hmm. but no simpler than that. That's right. So then, different people have different. I think that the people best suited to decide what that line is are educators because they're the best, most awesome people (laughs) and everyone should be like us. And then the world would be perfect, but we would never be politicians. No, it's hard. Like I understand politics, but I don't want to become one because I understand it very good. So I I know what it's to be a, a politician. And I think another challenging thing here is to speak about what how a democracy should work mm-hmm. and when you speak about the, the electoral system and the all, all the voting and all the representation so it's all about democracy so you also have to uh, to define what is the Israeli democracy and that's also a very complex issue so you can see that it's democratic now because this mess is because of the democracy mm-hmm. you cannot like yeah. Say no, no, okay, that's it. We don't have mess now. This is the law, and that's it. Like in a dictatorship, as you said. So this is Israeli democracy. This is a complexity. It has so many levels. And for example, t- yesterday we were telling about all the 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 United Arab list. So they they they, they got thirteen seats. Mm-hmm. They are more represent- than people thought. Of course, because. We have 20% of Arabs in our population, mm-hmm. and they have to be represented. And we have to understand that they're there, and they had a lot of like they, they can have a lot of influence as well in the in the government. So even that element you, you have to, to think about it. we have you have Arabs here and as well the same thing about the ultra orthodox. Those are groups that have their own interests, that they are represented in the society and they have to be also represented in a democratic system, in the political system. And that's why it's also so hard to negotiate with them or without them. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that you have those groups that are very controversial in some of their uh, interests. When you compare it, but you have to understand, you ha- we live in a democracy, and when you believe in democratic values, so you you have to take that into account. So as I well. would say your like I agree with your language completely, which is that we are a society with many different interests, but yeah. it's very much there is no them. No, there's only us. Mm-hmm. So we have different competing voices among us, yeah. and that and that's what that's what you're you're seeing play out here. I would say on the Arab issue. Likud now is saying sort of, not exactly on the record, but but experts in Likud are saying, we think that we overplayed, you know, fear about Arab voting. And so more Arabs came out to of vote course. and more people. So it's one of those things where, right, if you try to disenfranchise 20% of the country, not only will that 
demographic come out to vote stronger. Mm-hmm. But other people out the other you know people from the other eighty percent will say, well, we don't want you mm-hmm. disenfranchising disenfranchising a group of my fellow citizens. And so, look, that's the other. That's another. One of the things that democracy does is it's meant to people are selfish. So if you want to lead, it has to incentivize you taking care of the maximum number mm-hmm. of people, or you will fail. And mm-hmm. Likud learned a, a hard lesson. That's right. I think uh, it's to, a couple of things to point out about the about the Arab Party right now. Um, one is that um, first of all, the system is built to empower, right? That's what democratic sure. systems are supposed to do. It's supposed to empower. Um, different the people, people. In the, the people in the society, not the government, uh, right? And what happens? What we see now, it fairly with ninety-one percent of the of the votes counted, is that the Joint Arab List will be the third biggest party in the Knesset. They may be the leaders As, of the opposition. They could be even mm-hmm. the leaders of the opposition, which was the case in uh, previous government where they were also, I think, around thirteen or something. I think. It's um, but they weren't the head of the opposition. No, no. they've never been the head I of the never. opposition. It no, will be something no, historical. Blue and white, blue and white wasn't it before that? Uh, I think Yair Lapid was. From, because remember, but, in a parliamentary system, the 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 you have a, a governing body of at more than sixty-one seats. The remaining seats are still in the legislature. Of course, and so they form an opposition voice. Within the legislature, which is important to take into account, somebody's like to be in the opposition. It's not a tragedy. You're still a member of the Knesset. It's you can a, still have a voice. You can still legislate right. anything you want. Even to be the the head of the opposition, you have to have a monthly uh, meeting with the prime minister. That's right. Right. And the loyal it, opposition is an honored and crucial yeah, element in any parliamentary system. Begin sat proudly in the opposition for 30 years was, before he became prime minister. So for the first so, time, you know, I, I, I guess we well, should— Well, it's a, it's a long-shot scenario if they'll be ahead of the opposition. But what I, the second point I wanted to make uh, about that is that in the last election in April, the Arab parties did not—there were, I think, three or four— Arab parties. That they were did, two different parties. Where yeah. were two different there was, parties. It was like three and one, I think. Yeah. And now this time they joined together again and they saw that their electoral strength as a joint party is much stronger than as separate parties. Um, now that did and, not prove to be true across the board. Right. That did not true. It didn't work fully good. It joined did. together with Kahlon, Kulano. Kulano, yeah. uh, Kulano and He wasn't even yesterday. And right. Yeah. And they have fewer votes Was than it? they had in April. Right. Um, it didn't work for Yamina. Well, everybody. They only had seven, which uh, is. Well, they still got. They no, not, they got more because the Yamina, the before the parties from Yamina had how much? They were, no, they were only five, five. because right. Yamina Khabaj stayed right. outside. Exactly. No, but so they, they, they were it expecting did work, for they got more. Two more. But they, they would have liked those to get votes more. Oh, oh, that's true. They, they didn't got make two it more. In. Yeah, you guys are right. Yeah. They got two more. So it sort of worked as best as well as much as they had wanted to. Um, so it, 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 it doesn't always work, right. but, um, you know, it may or may not, it may or may not. And that's what, you know, again, if you look at, uh, merits, it didn't really work for merits trying to create a bigger democratic front. It didn't work um, for Avodah and Geshe. And no. labor, labor didn't work. They're still in as bad situation as they so were. So I think that's a big question, how you can yeah. make this system more efficient. So I heard from an, um, a scholar from the IDI, the Israeli Democracy Institute, We're trying to understand how to make this more efficient. Mm-hmm. So maybe you, you, have, you have many options. You can increase the threshold. If you mm-hmm, increase right. the threshold from 3.25 to, I know, to 5%, mm-hmm. so you would have less uh, parties getting into the Knesset by the end. And maybe you can conform stronger blocks like, mm-hmm. or bigger blocks from the, from the left and from right. the 
and from the right. The problem is that it will have less representation. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you increase the threshold in this case, you will not have left. Right. The left will not be left. Like not, <laughs> not left have. at all. So it's interesting. It's well, an well, interesting question. Democ the machina democratic, the democratic. They don't call it the democratic camp in English. What do they call it? Uh, the front, democratic front. Democratic. I don't know. Yeah. Machina democratic. Yeah, the democratic camp in, in or, Hebrew. Yeah, or union. I don't know. U union maybe. Whatever. Okay, so much for us being English-speaking Israel experts, but uh, <laughs> the 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 they would have had to have joined with labor. That that would be the best idea. Which I was think. the which was the the attempt. That was what Ewan Brock was trying to do, right. but labor rejected that. But Look, the, the question is why. But maybe that's right. more complex. That's more politics in yeah. the weeds, I think. The, be the best answer is whatever works best, and nobody knows what works best, so you're going to argue on where to draw the line. I think most people think the threshold being over zero is good, but putting <laughs> yeah. it at 5 or 10 may be too much. And right no, now it's There are some countries in Europe that have 5%, but yeah. it's also undemocratic. It's not democratic to increase the threshold because you will have less, like, you can call it that you are limiting all those small parties and all right. those minorities. That's true, but like if it functions and the people's yeah. needs are being taken care of, then that's also part of being democratic. So that's everything right. is a balance, everything. You know, um, I, I would say that blue and white also lost seats from April. Yes. We could lost seats from April. Yes. Who took this, them? Oh, That's so this reboot didn't help either of them. It didn't really help Gantz. It didn't really help Netanyahu. But I think that Lieberman got those votes right. that Lieberman they lost. Lieberman went from five to ten. It, and, yeah. Uh, nine, it looks nine. like at this point. Oh, nine in the end? Yeah. Uh, well, it's not the end yet. Until the votes are counted. Until the end yet. Because yeah. by next week, we'll know for sure. Voice, the soldiers vote, so that could also, also pop up Also foreign Lieberman. diplomats. So and right. I don't know how soon those get counted. But I think, I think every, I mean, it's clear to say it's no big uh, genius remark that Lieberman is the is the winner of this leg. If you're asking for a winner, you'd have to say it's Lieberman. The one um, who, even though he only has nine seats, let's say, right? He doesn't have 30 right. some seats, but he's a really the, the winner. Why? Because he went from five seats to nine seats and uh, he's the linchpin guy as linchpin, he was last yeah. time. He's mm -hmm. the kingmaker or the king crusher. Yeah. Let, let's, let's review his gamble. Yeah. What was his gamble? From the last elections? Yeah. Well, as you said, that they have to recommend to the president who they want to be the the one who is going to start the negotiations. So he recommended Netanyahu last time. Most people do because we we understood that Lieberman he's 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 right. Naturally, he will have to be with uh, Likud. But also, Bibi really was the most likely yeah. to be able to yeah. do it. But <laughs> there's always a but with Lieberman. Mm -hmm. He just said that he he was very stable with one requirement. He wanted to limit. Or, no, to pass the the, le the legislation of the draft, the, the uh, mandatory draft to the Orthodox, and that's a problem because you also have an, inside the coalition you're supposed to have also the ultra Orthodox who are against that draft law. Yeah. And there are a lot more seats than Lieberman, especially they had in the last sixteen. One. He had five, I think. But yeah. those five were you the necessary seats 60. in order to get the sixty-one. So he understood that he had to stand for that law. And he didn't give up. He didn't negotiate. He didn't just. He didn't give up. He said, "That's my say now, and that's what we're going to do." And Netanyahu got into a huge problem because he couldn't negotiate at all. It was like a deadlock, the negotiation. And today, I think because of that, because he stands for his word so strongly, people who believe in that idea of mandatory draft to the ultra orthodox just voted for him, from the left and from the right, because he was very clear what he wanted. And today. It's not uh, obvious to have someone picking that clear about an ideology. Now, we did after that, uh, after the April election, we did uh, prosecution and defense of oh. Netanyahu, uh, uh, Lieberman, mm -hmm. and who else did we do? Gantz? 
Uh, maybe uh, I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't remember. But oh no, of uh, Litzman of the ultra orthodox, because okay. those are the three who didn't allow right. a coalition to work. What's the positive way to describe what they did? What's the negative way to describe okay. what they did? So you give more or less the positive way. You can be negative and cynical and say how he's using things, mm-hmm. but wh- whichever way you look at Lieberman, it worked. That you I cannot mean, argue with. He, he definitely worked. He made a big gamble. And his gamble is, if you li- listen to what he's saying, at least, and his motto mantra is, he wants a secular government. That's what right? he's saying a secular now. Unified secular unified government. Secular unified government between blue and white and Likud with Li- and, and, of course, Yisrael Beitenu, which is, um, which is Lieberman's party, which would give somewhere around – you know, seventy some seats, wow. which would be a very big, which would Huge. be a very big government. So he's saying he's sticking by that. And he's sticking by his guns, which basically mm-hmm. he's uh, saying he is sticking. He made by this it. huge gamble, right? He's made this huge gamble. He almost doubled his his mandates, and now he's saying, "Okay, I'm the kingmaker. This is what I want, and you're going to have to listen to me." And I'm not w- he's saying, at least, I'm not willing to talk to anybody other than those who want to make a secular. Unity government between the two biggest parties and Israel Beitenu. No, again, when now when they make these parties, what they have to do just to explain it is they have to they have to write up coalition agreements <laughs> and then they all sign it. And these coalition coalition agreements are basically what the government's going to stand for and what they're going to mm-hmm. pass. So, uh, which is what a, which is what Netanyahu couldn't get Lieberman yeah. and the ultra orthodox parties to sign the same one. Yeah, that was exactly the issue. Mm-hmm. So, so now. Now it seems obvious that oh yeah this should this should go because the basically blue and white and Likud and Lieberman they basically aren't that different in no. what they think and no. agree right no. it's not like an ideological battle we have here no. they pretty much can agree on everything almost yeah. right it's almost not business it's personal but yeah. of course they in probably politics, can even bring labor into that because they probably are also policy not so wise far off. of course yeah. and you have Gesher there yeah. she was right yeah. like yeah policy wise so what's holding it up. What's going to hold it? Why isn't it just like tomorrow because, well, make, sign a government? You want me to give you the cynical answer or the non-cynical answer? Why don't you give the cynical and maybe Rachel will give the non-cynical. The cynical, she seems to be non-cynical. <laughs> You'll be the optimist. <laughs> the cynical answer is because it all comes down to personalities. Mm-hmm. That they have, that, that first of all, you have the BB Lieberman frenemy relationship that they've been friend enemies for 30 years. And now... Uh, uh, you know, Lieberman has realized that he can he can take he can he's the Brutus who can d- destroy Caesar, so he's going to do it, and and not take him out of the government because he's still such a huge party. But at least he's no longer King Bibi. Um, Gantz and and uh, Blue and White and Bibi G- Blue and White is run by you know four out of the five leaders are former heads of the army in different regards mm-hmm. that worked for BB who ran in a campaign of it's time to get past BB. So the ability of them to sit in a coalition with BB who's number one in Likud and Likud is or members of Likud up and down are already saying we're not don't think we're going to throw out BB. He's still the head of Likud. So whatever deal you make it comes down to not this is the cynical version, not the business of the people or what's in the interest of the state, but how are these guys who don't get along going to be able to work together? That's the thing about the unity government. It sounds very nice. And also the numbers. Like if you have a big number in the coalition, so we will have more stability. Yeah. But you have to take care of it. And it has to last at least like for a year or something. It could fall again. So that's that's the issue about this requirement of the of Lieberman. Like it doesn't look at something that could be long term a long term policy or a long term situation. I don't know. He's saying what once you have a seventy seat coalition that's extremely stable yeah. and, 70 plus. It's a seven, and it's only three parties mm-hmm. so 
you know, there's only so there once you was, what, once you can get to the agreement signed. Uh, I'm not cynical now. Now I'm optimistic, Mike. <laughs> uh, once you get that agreement, yeah, it's going to be hard to get it. But once it's signed, it's it's a three-legged stool. It's very yeah. very stable, and we really don't disagree that much. BB has to realize that his reign is over mm -hmm. and he has to go back into being, which happens in every parliamentary yeah. system. You know, after World War II, Churchill goes back into the opposition. Mm -hmm. The man who saved Western civilization, <laughs> sorry, buddy. And that's not a shame. At, like, like you said earlier, to be the head of, of the opposition isn't a shame. Certainly to be a leader in the ruling coalition isn't a shame. Yeah, but you spoke about the person and yeah. egos. You yeah, know, yeah, it's not yeah. easy when you're in politics specifically. Yeah, uh, when you have these three figures, Benjamin Netanyahu, Benny Gantz, which the people and the press make him the person he is. Like he, yeah. he's humble and he does. He's not as charismatic as, as Bibi, but he's not much of a politician. People around just make him that way. And Lieberman. We just spoke about him. Those are three figures that are very, very strong. Yeah. They have to deal together. They have to negotiate. They have to take decisions together. So if it happens, that's the best scenario we could have. But that's well, a question. I, 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 that's an opinion question, right? But I think I do think that's the most. This seems to be, if we if we're if we're put you know sort of feeling for the zeitgeist in the country. Yeah. It seems most Israelis are saying, "Wow, a unity secular government of the big center, that actually sounds healthy and yeah. good." I think most Israelis Sounds feel amazing. that way. So, so uh, once again, Lieberman has put his fate in the hands of the popular Israeli opinion. Right. I, I, and I mean, I think he, he can, of course, argue his success bears right. that out. I want to just sort of add, though, that the, we have to add three more egos to the, to the <laughs> pot here because the blue and white is not just one. Mm -hmm. There's really a four-person, right. even though Gantz is the... Yeah. the Top of the pyramid, he's just there by a nose. You know, like there, there, there are four, um, three who are ex-generals and another very famous personality, or Lapid, who theoretically, who theoretically and practically run the blue and white. And blue and white already has an agreement to share mm -hmm. a rotational mm -hmm. of of running the country with Yair Lapid and Benny Gantz. Right. So then, how would that work if you put another third person in there in a Bibi Netanyahu? These are all. Well, Lapid course, already said he'd be a, he'd be amenable ego. to. Changing that deal in order to get into he has to say that yeah, yeah. yeah. He, because it's another obstacle. Well, he might also have to do it. He has yeah, to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, he might have to do it. I, I, I by the way, it, the issue is BB. The last two uh, governments has made an only right wing coalition. It looks like he can't do this this time. It looks like the left doesn't have enough to do it this time. That's why people are betting that the Lieberman trick is going to work, mm -hmm. and you're going to have a unity government. However. That's not the only possible scenario when you crunch the numbers. You could, there are two other possibilities. One of them is, well, first of all, unless you're a pundit and then they're like 10 because they're like giving all these different scenarios. I'm just scenarios, curious. Right? Yeah, that's it. What they're going but to with say. The other second, yeah. I have many things on Well, my... the two that I noticed by doing my math was, and I'm terrible at math, but one of them is BB could make a right wing coalition and include Lieberman if Lieberman gets down off his high horse on the mm -hmm. Haredi vote. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. He needs he needs he needs something, or he gets the Haredim to understand that they need to deal with Lieberman because it's going to be much worse. If yeah, they or don't. you won't be in the coalition. You won't be in a coalition. So we're going to so, pass. By the way, that so Haredi both sides law, have to get something. That's what right. the coalition agreement is. So Lieberman has to get something enough that 
that he can say, look, I beat the Haredim. And right. I'm not going to go, you know, that's the only our only option now, I'm beat the Haredim. And the so, Haredim have to be able so, to say, look, we last- sucked up a, a, a draft law, but it's better than not being... Yeah, uh, but last time they also had that option, and they nahum. didn't take it. Yeah, but last time, for, so, so two, two things, I think, that have changed um, is one that, again, the, the Haredim were saying, well, listen, we got 16 or 17, what it was at that time, and he got five. So we're not giving in because we got, yeah. but they but learned now, their lesson. They learned their lesson now. And the, just like for many years, the Haredim yeah. were at five or four mm-hmm. and they were able to make it. So they have to understand that this is, this is what the, you know, this is where you have to compromise or they're going to be stuck it's out in the, the Tony cold. Stark, it's the Tony and Stark argument in the Civil War that superheroes have to register. Otherwise they'll be out. I mean, they called Lieberman's bluff and yeah. they lost. He yeah. wasn't bluffing. And he pushed us to, uh, to the wow, my Marvel reference got trampled in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're so we're uh, so I think that the I think that 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 is certainly a possibility that yeah. that'll bring them in. I, to me, that's the simplest. Well, that's you think simplest. that's the most likely. Right, the simplest is yeah. we hopefully will get that because it will be the faster. Right. Like if they can negotiate faster, we have to understand we have the time issue here. They have to negotiate quickly because we have the holidays in a right. couple of days. Right. And if it's not going to happen now, we're going to have to wait. And we've already been pretty much in this situation since like November. Yeah. People are so, really... So we really I mean, need a government. There were predictions that voter turnout would be lower. And right now it looks like voter no, turnout was higher. It's higher. But people yeah. are really frustrated. Yeah. So to go to a third round or to delay things or make things stretched out longer yeah. is really pushing against the Israeli electorate. Oh, so, I'll give first you of all, another. They, they also, there's no way they they have to disband the, the they would have to disband the Knesset again, which everybody's saying they're not going to because nobody's going to vote for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, so I, I, that's not going to happen. Look, nothing is nothing yeah. is yeah, never. Yeah, you cannot say definitely I, in anything. One hundred percent. I take that. I <laughs> yeah. take it. Totally. But I think it's super unlikely. Yeah. Um, the other possibility that I, that people aren't bringing up enough, I think, is in theory, and I realize this is unlikely also, in theory, Likud and Kacholavan could make a unity government without Lieberman. Of course. Absolutely. But the problem is that Kacholavan is not willing to make that with Bibi Netanyahu in the head. They not said if that he's they w- the head. He, if he's, he want, he's okay with Likud, but not with Bibi Netanyahu. Right. So that's the issue. How can you have a Likud without Netanyahu? So, so what you have do to it. do? So here's how you do it. You do, okay, so you say you say to Lapid, sorry, you're not going to be in the two-year, two-year thing. Only Gantz is is from blue and white. Only Gantz is going to be the prime minister for two years. And then in two years, it'll switch to Bibi. But which means... Want- which means he will be he will not be prime minister while the indictments are made. Okay. So if he's still here and survives for two years, then he'll be prime minister. If the indictments take him down, then it'll be whoever it is. But that'll okay. be, that's the same deal you can make with Lieberman. There's no Correct. Reason. You may need Lieberman to broker that deal yeah. and to make it a stronger coalition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could say, look, Lieberman, you're turning the tensions against us for you to get power for your group. Sorry, buddy. We're going to cut you out of the system and do it. We don't need a middleman. Yeah. I'm not saying it's likely. <laughs> I'm saying these are possible right. things. To, I, I, I disagree with you. I think it's more likely that we will end up with a unity government, a unity secular government. I, I'm not betting money on it because everything's so unpredictable. But I think that's more likely than another right-wing government with Lieberman back and the Haredim back together. I think it's going to be easier to get. Uh, Rachel, you want to make a guess? We made guesses, which will pro- both will probably be wrong. Yeah, some kind cool. of some kind of uh, right. that we can't. My see. guess 
well, I won't say anything, but it could be an option to have this unity government. Like, I, it sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be a very good option for the beginning and to make this country work at least for a year, year or something. We've done it before. Labor yeah, and Likud have done it. it happened and it was very good. It was very stable. Yeah, but they had, a, they had a religious party in. Yeah, with that's them. the thing. And that, the, uh, okay, well, you fact, can fact check, check me. Fact check me. Um, but I believe, uh, and since now you can say anything in the world. I mean, we were just snoozing before the episode yeah. But outside. I think there's never been an Israeli government yeah. without a religious party in it. One I tried to come parties. up with one and I couldn't. They're um, not. They, and it's a tradition. It's a tradition. It's always no, been no, if it happened, they party. didn't help that much. Like what happened in 2013 with uh, Yeshatid. Yeah. It didn't help that much. Like, it was a year and a half or something, the government. Yeah, but and, ev- they, and they were in the opposition. They were too orthodox. Oh, no, there you no, go. no, but we had no, but we oh, had, but but had Bayou Yehudi was in right. the government. Oh well, Bayou Yehudi. Well, no, that's just, what I mean. No, a religious party. A religious party, been, not always a Haredi it. party. Not always, always a religious party. There's but, always been a religious party yeah, in the it, government, but and by I don't it didn't think help. it was two, less no, no. than two years. No, but other parties have. What I'm saying Yamina's is, already separating. I think. Yeah, that's it. There's already, but there's always been a religious party in a government, and and it's been a tradition. Again, fact check me out there, but but I believe so. I I don't know. I it's very hard to see. Well, maybe Yamina could be also in that. I think, yeah. Like in that, in the unity government. Not as, not in the unity government, but in the coalition. Uh, it could it, be an option. It, maybe they can get it, good ministries. It could keep be. them out of the opposition. It could yeah. be. It could be. It could be Yamina could go in. You're right. It would it be a be. huge coalition. It would be. It, that would <laughs> be a huge coalition. <laughs> Yeah, it's but a, they, it would, they would have very unlikely. little power because the yeah. big the They're big lose, threat you have as a member of the coalition is, hey, if you guys don't give me what I want, yeah. I'll, I quit. Yeah. Okay, quit. Go, quit. <laughs> we don't need you. Yeah. Right, exactly. I, I would yeah. say the only thing, uh, as, a predict- as we always say on this thing, our predictions aren't really worth much. Nope. But I will <laughs> say that um, we weren't the only ones. Everybody was pretty much saying that these these elections were not going to bring that much of a big difference nope. in the political no. map, and they did not. No. That was obvious. We predicted to that accurately. We did predict that accurately with everybody else. <laughs> with everybody else who looked at it, and exactly. all the way we kept saying, "But who knows? Because it yeah. could, we could be surprised." Yeah, and we are not surprised. The exit polls seem to have worked. That's not a surprise. Right. The previous polling for the last few months seemed to have been pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah. I got feeling the pulse of Israel. Yeah. We and uh, Netanyahu's Gavalt campaign was right. He he did worse. <laughs> yep. Right. If if you don't come, he was right. But it didn't help him. Yeah. That's right. Cr- complaining exactly. about it didn't help him. He did worse. He was right. Yeah. So let's just wrap up with good moment for Israel. This is a good day for Israel, or a problematic day for Israel. I would say good day. I would say that the best thing is what you mentioned before, which is voter turnout. Um, and that Israelis still flock to the polls, to, and, they, and they voted, and they exercised their democratic rights. And in general, basically, again, most Israeli Jews agree on the policies because yep. the the parties are not that far apart. You have your, you know, you have your niche parties, you have your Orthodox, your ultra Orthodox, your your Arab parties, and you know, and but, favor a unity government. But but the large majority of Israeli Jews are in the same place. Mm-hmm. Rachel? So I always I will say as well that it's a positive day. It's a good day for us. Um, it's always a pleasure to vote in this country. I don't know. It's just like a feeling. <laughs> well, for the one environment. Thing, it's, a, it's a holiday. It's a yeah, day it's off. It's a holiday, and it's good. And people go with the kids to the to the to the mm-hmm. ballot, and I don't know. It's a good feeling to be involved and to and to really feel that you are influencing in some way because you want, not because it is mandatory. 
There are some mm-hmm. countries that it's mandatory to vote, like in mm-hmm. Latin America. There are many right. countries, and if you don't vote, so you get you get a fine. So it's crazy, or you you can go to jail if you don't vote. My mother told me live in Australia. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, so it's, it's kind of we want to vote because it's important, and because we believe in democracy, and because we believe in our influence. Because the issues that we are having here are huge issues. Those mm-hmm. are existential issues. It's not mm-hmm. only about economics and taxes. It's more than that. So people understand that, even in, in every sector in Israel, I think. So it's it's a good feeling. And also that people are so interested about politics. I, I can make comparison with other countries that they just don't care. And it's there's a lot of indifference. And here, people care. Well, it's Some that people beep, beep, are, beep on the bus and everyone yeah. listens to the news. Yeah, people are nervous and people are really willing to, to, to understand and to be involved. And that you, you have that feeling when you have wars in Israel mm-hmm. or when you have elections. Mm-hmm. People are so involved and, and so into it. And I don't know. And argue and disagree, but feel a sense of all being yeah. in the same boat. They're in the same channel. They're in Although the same I don't think, I, 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 would, I would say that I often hear people using political language that I don't like. You know, oh, how could you possibly vote for so-and-so? You could say, I disagree with you, but you should be able to imagine why somebody would vote for somebody other yeah. than you. But I agree with both of you that, well, I thought it was an amazing, I think today's an amazing day. I shared, actually, we have an Instagram now and a Twitter, and we're working on a Facebook for Macomb. But I shared on Instagram, uh, you know, my granddaughter dropping the Petek into the box. And I said... You know, this you're seeing hundreds of pictures like this on yeah. social media. I have one of my kids as well. That's right. That's oh, right. I could have said I could have shared yours. I also saw a dog in the ballot. Like people oh, really? bring the dog. And... Maybe it was a uh, a political assist, emotional helping dog <laughs> to help people. Uh, but it, but there's enormous civic pride and the feeling of a holiday. You know, you know, my kids are like we're having a mangal, right? We're gonna grill something good. So, of course, of course. <laughs> so. But it, it is. It's it's it feels like a holiday with all the frustration at the mess. There's a sense that we're working on something here and we're getting somewhere and we're building and it's slow and growth and growing up, it's like education. Growing up and maturing is hard and yeah. it's slow and there's no shortcuts. We got to do it step by step. And that, I, I think I think that's the feel, that, the, the trusha I get on the radio and from the public is people are feeling positive. With yeah. all the frustration, people feel positive. So... Good day for Israel. Yeah. So welcome, Rachel. We look forward thank to having you. Thank you so much. You. Yeah, thank you. And thank Have you, fun. Alan. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mike. And thank you, Ben, for engineering us to the end of the episode, which this is. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time.